You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew, and I'm super excited today for a personal reason, because I've known this person forever, to welcome Jamie Smithers on the show to talk about the art of the thought exchange. And Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Asher. It is a, pro- a privilege to be here, pleasure, privilege to be here. I'm stoked for this. This is my highlight of the week right now. Well, great. Mine too. So <laughs> before we dive in, tell us about how you got to where you are. How far back do you want to go? <laughs> well, you, have, you have 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, geez. So I've been in technology for 20 years. I started off uh, at Xerox way back in the day as a sales executive. And then I went to companies called Crystal Decisions that had an exit into business objects and then business objects as an exit into SAP. Then NetSuite, where we spent a bunch of time um, getting connected and that got an exit into Oracle. And then I found this beautiful company called Thought Exchange about three and a half years ago. And I've been in sales, sales related, sales operations, sales revenue, account executive roles, leadership roles, go to market roles for you know, 20 plus years in my career. I'm just waiting till this thing exits because it sounds like every company you go just like like takes off. So which is great. Yeah, that's part of the plan. I, I've been at various exits at different levels and I was keenly interested in actually, in fact, now that we've got a bunch of really awesome v- VCs supporting us, yep. the due diligence that I did, it's eerily similar than the due diligence that they did when I was on now on this side of the table, which yep. they were looking at, what did our customers say? What does our product do? What are the, how big is the market opportunity? Who are the people and who are the overall, like what's the, the overall plan for the, for the business? And so when you start to look at those things, the, the company checked out really well. And we've been on a tear for the last three, three and a half years. Yep. I mean, it's fantastic. I want to tell the audience because again, this podcast is a little personal for me because Jamie and his colleagues like Rob and Aaron and Regu and all those people at that suite actually helped me in early in my career to help me understand like how all of the go-to-market works. So I'm forever grateful to this entire crew because without <laughs> them, I would not be where I'm at today. Oh, well, that's awesome. And a shout out to the, hopefully they'll all be listening as well. And if not, we will send this all to them so that they can hear that wonderful shout out to them. But that's a, a heck of a crew that we had at NetSuite, that's for sure. And that was a pretty awesome, awesome exit. And I think what was a testament of working in well in the company and recognizing all the rest of the organizations that that benefit in the, in the company that you were at at that moment was like, this is yep. a great symbiotic relationship. And Hence, when I saw you doing this thing, I was like, what is he doing? He's doing something great again. Sunnyside Up. Is he working at Sunnyside Up? Is this a separate company? What is actually this whole thing? And it's been the most enlightening, inspiring thing, reconnecting on all the great work that you all are doing here, too. Yes. Well, thank you. Well, let's dive in because this podcast, uh, again, this is going to be a little different because uh, Jamie and I are just going to riff on a few topics, (laughs) but the core mission or I guess the core value from this podcast is going to be around helping our teams make meaningful connections 
because every customer out there today wants to know a lot more about the revenue leaders who are leading those teams. And they also care about how those teams are interacting with them because you can do a lot of hard work in attracting people to come and engage with you. But the single most determining factor, at least that I've learned over the last like year and a half in doing large deals is the customer's experience with the salesperson and the sales process. And even though it, like, you know, when we call it a process, it sounds very, very mechanical, but, but, the, but the experiences are created by, by moments in time. And so um, I have one idea that we, that we should talk about, but let's talk about Jamie's idea first, because you guys kicked off the Modern Revenue Series, right? So what is the Modern Revenue Series? Well, you just unpack, there's a couple of really beautiful things that you just unpacked there, which is, so uh, for us, what is Thought Exchange and what are we actually doing? The problem that we're solving, uh, we're working directly with sales, marketing, revenue, operations-centric leaders. And the problem that we saw was this enterprise discussion management platform to drive the highest level performance for your organization. It's not a survey. It's not a consultant. It's your sales and your organization owning those connections and insights like they always did pre-pandemic. And we've been on a tear now in the pandemic because the leadership by walkabout is no longer existent. And so how are you meaningfully connecting and creating conversation and insights, removing blank spots or blind spots in your organization to drive the highest level performance and looking after your staff in a meaningful way? And so organizations like NetSuite Oracle, our friends there, they've been doing it. They've been on the forefront leading well and having great conversations with their staff to help them perform their best. And I am a big proponent and believer that when the leadership, sales leadership team, revenue leadership team focuses in on how they look after their own staff, their own staff treats their customers and prospects in a world-class manner, which is kind of just what you unpack there. And so our, our modern revenue series is introducing this new paradigm, this new operating system. It's been totally upended. So we would normally with our phones, I'm showing you a phone on a pod- podcast, it seems kind of uh, counterintuitive. But we upgrade our systems all the time. So how are we as revenue leaders updating our own system? The whole world changed. The walkabout is no longer there. Everybody being in an office is no longer there. How are we creating meaningful insights? That's what we're doing at Thought Exchange. And so as we're doing that for revenue leaders, we decided to put a meaningful series to acknowledge some of the best revenue leaders that we know so that they can share their content, their insights. And so we've put put together a monthly series with some of the most senior leaders on the planet, the most senior, uh, the most relevant brands on the planet, brought them together, have a conversation, leveraging our platform to gather all the collective intelligence from the overall audience as well. So the audience gets this amazing experience. And then our, our, our AEs and existing customer, um, we're bringing our account managers, are bringing our existing customers and our new prospects together in this community which I know you know all know so much of the power of, and it creates this great experience that then converts into happy new customers for us and lifelong happy customers through that experience. So that's really the core of the Modern Revenue series. Very cool. So t- tell me, because uh, I was just browsing your website earlier today, right? So when, when you say enterprise discussion management, right? To me, like when you say that, it just sounds like Slack to me, right? But I know it's a lot more than that. So break down... When somebody experiences your platform, like what does that experience look like or feel like? 
So it looks and feels like this, which is all uh, we, we already named a couple of good friends from our, our, our former life. So Aaron Mittler, great leader that cares deeply about people and data, understands data and people. Yep. And so as he gets further away from the front lines, he has less insight into what's happening. Yep. So he would disproportionately try to get people together in offices to hear from them to drive insights. Yep. And so now what we can do and what we have done with him for a year and a half yep. is we've been able to create conversations and moments to unlock all of the insights for his group to drive the highest level performance. So on now on a quarterly basis, and they've actually run, if you remember, you've probably been on one and presented, they have their monthly 411s. Yes. Those monthly 411s are not a hierarchical, we're just reporting out. Yep. They may have some things to report out, but they're then having a conversation with their staff at scale. So they're asking meaningful questions like, what are the current challenges that are getting in your way to drive more revenue? Who are the top competitors that are that you're coming up with? And what, are, and what are some of the best practices you're doing? So they're leaning into both challenges and best practices on a regular cadence. So they're always on the finger of pulse. So that from them as a leadership experience feels like, holy smokes, he went, it was a key game changer for him. There was a bunch of insight that came out. You remember Sweet Success program that yeah. they launched? They, the team said, we need new Sweet Success videos and customer testimonials. Aaron's been there for a long time. He had no idea that this that would help them unlock greater performance. He had heard things like, oh, we need more better systems and process. So even within our platform, we're able to separate out what was said a bunch, frequency, versus what is actually most important through that starring step of our platform. So that experience from a leader and feeling is, oh, I just got the right insights to drive higher performance, to manage up, to manage across and drive higher performance. And then from a participant, every participant, we typically go from, they're like, oh, my God, thanks for asking. It's Correct. not very often somebody asks me my opinion on what we need to do to drive higher performance. So they generally walk away like, oh, thanks. Thanks for asking. And I, I would say in this world that we are already in, in the future of this, where culture is going to be a differentiator, I feel like what you guys are providing is, is right in the center of that. Because... To keep the culture alive, you're going to need systems and tools, and most people just use Slack. But then I feel like what you guys are doing has that community enablement mm -hmm. message uh, or that community enablement uh, mechanism that surfaces this intelligence over to the leaders and takes what the leaders are saying and brings them back down. And so it's like an always-on thing that's going on. Yeah, and I, I'm a big supporter of Slack. We are Slack users. We love Slack. I think the, the key differentiator on any kind of comms platform versus a like an enterprise discussion or scaling conversation. What happens in my experience in in Slack is like we may be looking for somebody's opinion on something, but they'll, it's just more. Maybe it's like, hey, rah rah. Hey, what do you think about should we hire this person? Right. Maybe you get a few people being like rah rah, but you don't if they don't agree and you're probably not going to hear from them yes. in that scenario. So it could be just a pile. And I think Slack is really good, actually, in more, you know, smaller teams. It was originally developed as this developer-centric, you know, platform that got groups together, small groups yeah. together. As soon as you start to really want to scale, that's where we can have a discussion, hear from all, give exposure to other people's thoughts and ideas yep. without bias. No names attached to those particular thoughts. So it's this pretty powerful insight that 
you know, the everyone has an opportunity to have like uh, hear their thoughts at the very top or see their opportunities. And because they're seeing other people's thoughts, they're immediately shifting from their own points of view that the change happens and starts to happen in the conversation with the thought exchange, yep. which is super powerful. And it's not just on the leader to be like, I need to have all the answers. The answers start to come and then the group starts to mobilize, especially yeah. things like, as an example, we're doing, um, we've seen this massive increase and in spike of Zoom fatigue and, and mental health and concerns and how we're, we're working way more. People in, in towns that I used to live in, like cities like Toronto, they're working from seven till then right to bed. Yes. Because there's no shift. They don't, they can't go out to a restaurant. They can't go out to a bar. They can't go out to, yep. you know, a show or a museum. So they're just like working and so, <laughs> painful. So we can actually now lean into conversations. What are some of the things that you could actually do? So we're hearing the group mobilize. Here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm taking a break. We've brought in yoga. We brought in Zoom, free, Zoom free days. We've brought in these various things all actually from the collective intelligence from the group. It doesn't have to just be that the wow. leader has to think of the idea. Wow. Un unbelie unbelievable. Okay. So now you've got the solution, which has the promise of performance and it's working. Of course you're there. Why would it not? You told us, you just told us you had a bunch of exits. So I'm sure this is going to happen. And so the, the going back to the modern revenue series, right? Like one of the things that's an issue in the market right now is people are tired of all this spamming that's happening, cadences, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody knows actually who's genuine, who's not genuine, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so the the modern revenue series, like I, I saw uh, oh, a episode that came on. on Now, tell us about the process of the modern revenue series. Like what happens then mechanically when yeah. somebody says, yes, I'll come on to the modern revenue series. Like what happens after that? Well, so, and maybe I should give some credit out and shout out as we're giving shout outs to, to folks. Yes. So I don't know if you remember Kelvin Joseph. Yep, I do remember Kelvin uh, Joseph. Kelvin Joseph was uh, an executive at Steiner Sports. Yep. He's since gone on to Cool Kel Marketing. He's an awesome, he's been a longtime friend um, before he became a partner and customer of NetSuite. Um, we have this belief of make friends before you actually need any help and assistance. And yes. similar to us, we've been friends for a long time before we yep. even helping and asking for to help each other out. Yep. And so we've been chatting for a long time. He he did the main face-to-face -face marketing events for NetSuite. If you remember, he'd put us in touch, touch of Magic Johnson. He'd put us in touch with Michael Jordan. We'd do these events with, with superstar athletes at stadiums and we would work and co-brand with them with our field marketing team and we bring all these people create an amazing experience and then we would bring either prospects to them to the meeting we would bring prospects to ask them to speak and then we'd have customers and we'd give some value that way but it was always about experience and value yep that went away that's no longer so calvin and i have been scheming about this how do we create a really meaningful experience now digitally Yes. And would you be willing to work? And like, should we like we didn't I didn't even ask him, but we were just kind of he got super fascinated. George Floyd happened yeah. um, roughly a year ago. We leaned into that. We should be doing more work on diversity, inclusion and equity. Yeah. And so we ended up doing our first event together about um, nine months ago. It was a summit, diversity, inclusion, uh, equity, inclusion summit. We had 10 executives from all sorts of brands. And that was where the idea essentially came. And we said, let's do a five minutes of fame, hard hitting. These people could speak for hours. Yep. And we've seen TEDx for 10. Let's give them five minutes of the best content that they can share 
uh, but the things that they could do to um, create irreversible, sustainable change yep. in racism and in the, in the world. We leaned in there. The event was a massive success. And then we've just continued to kind of go from there. And then we came in and created this modern revenue series. And so now we're looking at who are those leaders that are in our network that similarly are, we know that they're at key brands that we may want to, that we think that they should be part of our thought exchange portfolio, or maybe they're already a customer in our portfolio and the leader is doing great things. And so we're targeting them. We're asking them to give five minutes of fame. We're packaging up that whole content. We're sharing that content out. It's world-class looking. And then we leverage our platform in the discussion too. So it's not just about the, the five minutes of fame and the modern leader, but it's the audience gets to participate and really meaningfully interact what matters most to the group. So it's kind of twofold. Um, yeah. no, no, this is great because so what you've done is you've taken your software and used it to help people connect with each other meaningfully before people need use for their work lives, you know, which I think is actually the right way to do it because everybody says we want to create a brand, a brand, 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 right? And then people start to go take out billboard ads and stuff like that. But I think this is actually how you do it and you allow people to experience something for their personal lives. And then once it comes becomes into their professional lives, it's just a natural thing because they're already used to it in their personal lives. Yeah, that's 100%. And we've been... We've been probably on the open view, like product led focus. When when a participant experiences our platform, yes. Yes. the light bulb, they're like, oh my gosh, like that's the feeling I just learned from my peers. I had no idea this is what matters. And then they see what thoughts rise to the top. So light bulbs go out. So I've always been there, but I've also been super passionate. You and I have had conversations about yep. this of like community and yes. value add on content. So we're almost kind of thinking about all three of those dimensions in the modern revenue series, because we're specifically looking at key leaders that can bring amazing content forward, if you will. And then we're creating a community with them now with these great leaders. So when you got six of these modern revenue leaders now, it's now we didn't, we we, reduced it from 10 to six in this kind of 90 minute session. Correct. They're even five minutes of fame, if you will, but they're all in the room together the dynamic of those six interacting and sharing their stories and connecting is is so powerful. You you know all of this and the power of what happens after Sunnyside Up and how the community yeah. comes together. Yep. So we're kind of like creating that little thing of like you just I, I'm an executive. I want to know like I want to be connected well in the market because I know if I do that, then I'm going to be much better. And I don't have all the answers, but my network and my power of my network and my community helps me so much. Yep. Now I get content amazing content. And then we give them an experience with our platform. So we kind of hit all three of those things as part of the modern revenue. Now, I I do want to say something here, which is very interesting. And I think this will already hit home. And I think you guys addressed the the problem with is when people make the jump from a rep to an exec, they're told that what taught what got them to this point is not going to get them any further. It is a That's, book, I think. Is there not? Uh, what right. got you here won't get you there. And and then and then sure, but there's a lot of strategy in that and zero action, right? Like there, nobody says, well, here's what you do, right? And then when you ask other people, they're like, yeah, being an executive is all about relationships, relationship, relationship, right? And then nobody actually helps you understand what types of relationship, right? What how is meaningfulness de- uh, 
extracted from the relationship for both people? How do you action it? How do you maintain it? Et cetera, et cetera, right? Except for stuff like what you and I are doing. Because when you put those six VPs in, and I would actually encourage you guys to chat to see if you can take some senior VPs and take some 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 future senior VPs, right? Because once you're a VP, it's it's just a matter of time, right? It's like you are going to either unlock your super executiveness and go go straight at it, right? <laughs> Is that or, a technical term? <laughs> I, I, I think like, I, I can, there's no other way for me to explain it, right? Like, or you're just going to be happy with where you're at, but either yeah. way. You're going to be surrounded with some really great relationships, but there are so many people, right? Like our our uh, podcast, which you're on right now, yeah, it focuses on VPs around yeah. the globe, yeah. and and there's so many people that are going through the same problems, just at different scales, right? The stuff that you're dealing with and the stuff that a VP of sales at at VMware would be dealing with the same 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 thing, except for different scale, and you need tools to do that. But what you're doing. Uh, with bringing them in and bringing a small group of six people, allowing them to share their story, that's where I believe the relationships are built because now people have data points to connect with each other on. Otherwise, we would be trying to connect with each other on trade shows, and there's no way a meaningful relationship is built at a trade show. For those who are who are listening and you want to be be partnered with other executives and you really care about those relationships, you need to get to trade shows two days before and stay two days later. Sure. Because right. that's where the relationships are really built. It's actually not in the trade show. Mm-hmm. We did this funny thing. So there's three things that come to mind here. Hopefully I'll remember them all. But when we did trade shows, it was more of like executive ta- uh, executive shows, essentially. Yep. We yep. would get on there. We would uh, I would get on stage. I would do, you know, magic shows, et cetera, to try to convince them what Thought Exchange was all about, what's this collective intelligence. And then we shifted that and brought a customer on and they would talk specifically about the business problem and the use case but invariably we always stayed the day after we rented out a boat and we toured around wherever we were and we got to like put the guard down and just get to know those people that was the thing that converted those deals all the time was getting them to know out of like of course we were still in the working network but we sang songs with them we like we did karaoke with it like that was that was the thing it was super cool, right? it, wasn't, it wasn't late night at a bar like yes. like it was super intentional it was like from 4 to 7 and we'd have like break bread and we'd do those types of things yes. so we're trying to figure out what those things are now digitally and, and the, the two other things I'll, I'll just share was yep. Kelvin uh, who I, I love to death so he has Steiner Sport or he was at Steiner Sports he's at now Cal, uh, Cool Cal Marketing he said you know when I was executive when I was that VP I kept making friends with the executive team and I, I messed up had I did it all over again I should have been making friends with all of the VPs because now the VPs are all the executives and all those executives I was making friends with, they're all retired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, and that's the yeah. third piece, which is like, this is kind of a, a key ethos and part of our platform yeah. is make friends again, just like Kelvin said, make friends when you don't need them. Like yeah. how is your social capital? I'm check. I didn't need anything. I'm just checking in on you. Correct. Like how are we doing that? Building meaningful relationships not reaching out, being like, you're the person that knocks on the door and says, I need money now, Asher. Yes. And you're like, oh, that's great. So Smithers comes around every time he just needs money. That's not super cool. So it's like, how are you, you know, cultivating these great connections? And these, that takes a lot of work and effort. 
Yeah. But but I will also say this is when you try to do this, it is going to feel awkward because if you're going to try to build relationships with other VPs, they're not used to it if they're not following the same philosophy. Sure. Yeah. And because, again, you and I were blessed with this environment with where we all were extremely energetic, extremely tight, extremely this, like that's very, very unique. Not everybody gets that experience, but that is absolutely the right experience because every VP is going through the same struggles, just at different scales. And if we just reach out and you can, like, like I do this today, even in sales calls, I will pause and I'll just say, hey, is everything okay? Because it sounds like, or it just feels like from your facial expression, things may not be okay. You want to pause this? Let's talk about what you're trying to solve. We can always come back to this. I'm not in a rush. We're going to build this company anyways. And so things like that. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's uh, it's it's unbelievable the response you're going to get. And once you have people at the VP level all connected with you, and you only need maybe like 10 of them, those 10 will become 100 in no time. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting you said even just the empathy piece. I'm sitting with the... Uh, I ran an exchange, thought exchange with my entire organization. Yep. Um, you know, we're, we're 170, we're series going into series C, et cetera. So about half the organization, and I get the privilege to then hear the overall narrative. So we came out of um, adversity, arguably still somewhat in adversity, but we, we shifted the theme from adversity to advantage. And in that exchange, I leaned in to say, what were the things that you did last year really well? What helped you shift from adversity to advantage? And the narrative that people shared, they were like, I was of service. I, I reached out for help. I checked into my network. I checked my ego. I asked for help. I was like, there's these powerful words that, that came forward. So I was like, this is great. I'll go out to my, my network in LinkedIn. And I, and I have this great book that says the most powerful word that you can ever say. It's just like kids book slash adult book. I've given it to all my leaders. Um, and it's the most powerful thing that you can, powerful word in, in, in our language is the word help. When you ask for help. So I, I showed the image, I posted it, and I was like, I'm looking for help on how we actually drive the highest. What are you doing today to drive the highest level of performance in this new you know, environment, future of work? Yeah. I'll Tons give you of great insights from everybody. And guess who came out of the woodwork? My good old boss, who's now CEO of Blackline, amazing, Mark Huffman. Yes, of course. Like, <laughs> he said, here's the, th- here's the things that he's been doing. I was like, oh, I haven't. Like, this is amazing. Oh, thanks. Like, and it was like, what did he say? He was like, I'm leaning in. I'm trying not to judge now. I'm trying to have more empathy yes. for my overall leadership team. I'm leaning. I was like, I never thought I would hear words like that from you, Huff. Like, yeah. I had a, a massive amount of respect for him. Yep. And he was a great, fair, hard-hitting leader that drove, helped drive us to massive success in NetSuite. And now is like super deserving of being a CEO. And I was like, if he's saying that. The rest of the world is starting to get on. And you see it like that. What you just said, checking in, having much more empathy, seeing work-life not balance, work-life integration. You see, I'm actually in an office today, which is pretty, pretty rad. You can see all these great quotes yep, I totally on the podcast, but you can. Um, but a lot of people, you see what pictures, they're in their rooms, they're in their house. So you get to like take that time to really connect more meaningfully. So there is some really beautiful silver linings in this. Yeah, no, I've, I would I to tell you another story. This literally happened in this journey of mine at Demand Matrix where we did start this podcast. And this podcast was started because we 
believed that a connection with the person is required before we are going to get them to work with us, right? And not get them, but we're going to earn earn their earn, earn their, their earn their trust and their business. Yes. Yeah. And so, so we used to have like like SDRs or like other people do this, right? We change the rules. We're like only executives are going to do this, and they're going to reach out to their executives, and we're going to connect with them. And then we took this podcast global. When we took this podcast global, we started connecting with VPs of marketing and sales and business development and customer success in India, in Malaysia, in Japan, in Germany. And guess what? They're all going through the same stuff. And so now here's the situation, right? We're talking about executives that we know in our circles, but there is a whole army of executives around the world, again, different levels. They may be early stage executives, mid-stage executives, or super execs, right? But they're all going through the same things. And they're looking for help too. And so many times, like on, uh, when we established, the, when we pushed this podcast out, um, we always get comments from people that I would never think that we would get comments from. But they're all VPs in their own right. And so I would just recommend, like, for those who are listening in uh, the, to this podcast, there's, I think, about 7,000 people that listen to it who are all in that exact uh, bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out to your fellow comrades in the U.S. And then I would encourage the U.S. comrades to reach out to their fellow comrades outside of the U.S. Because once you start connecting, uh, you'll see that there's so much goodness that can just come out of it because everybody needs some help somewhere. And, 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 and once you build that muscle as an exec, you'll see that, that, that getting anything done anywhere is a very easy thing to do. Yeah. And I think if you uh, spot on and the, um, the thing that, uh, has been really illuminating lately is this, that, that connection that I want, I'm looking for that connection. I'm looking for that collaboration I'm open to learning and I'm looking for somebody to help bring me together with others to both share my best practices yep. and to share some of those learnings is super powerful. And it was, you know, when you go back to the old, old world, if you will, yep. pre, pre kind of future of work, one of the most energizing things that I got to do with prospects and execs was these roundtables. And it was, I would sit in a round table and I would facilitate a conversation of them connecting with each other. And it was as simple as what are your, what are your key challenges right now? And what are the key best practices? And that exercise across industry, sometimes across roles was so powerful, so connecting. And that's what we're doing too now with the modern revenue series is starting to create that same connection and people like, my God, that was fantastic. And and you have a, an executive from Salesforce and you have an executive from Facebook and you have an executive from Google and you have an executive and they're like connecting meaningfully, even within their own companies, they're looking for that connection and then outside of their companies and they're taking best practices and people are, I think, even letting their guard down and sharing even more on yeah, how they help it's, it's, it's their people first and win. So I do want to give, before we go to the next part of the podcast, I do want to give a shout out to both of our teams who help us put this stuff on. Because there's an amazing amount of work that goes into inviting people, making sure things are calendarized, making sure that they are prepped, making sure that they have the technology that will have, that passes through IT security so they can actually log on and do this stuff, right? Post-producing this. I mean, there's like a number of things that happen. So this shout out goes to the people who have helped us put this thing together. I 
second, third, fourth, the fact that we're here and that is all of the behind the scenes, they never get enough credit. And uh, it's a privilege to be here having this conversation for sure. So hopefully as we wrap this stuff up, other executives can learn or anybody that listens to this can learn about ideas that they can use to create meaningful connections with people in the marketplace that are not a phone call, an email, a, a scripted sequence, you know, like all of the traditional things. But there's other ways that people can can uh, can make make and build those meaningful connections and the technology exists, right? There's plenty of new technology now. We're using Zencaster, shout out to those guys. Uh, but there's lots and lots and lots of technologies that just allows rich media to be used to create content and distribute it widely. We're in the relationship business. Yes. Well said. Well said. All right. As we wrap this up, we always ask people who would be two or three other people in go-to-market or data science that they respect that we should bring on to the show. It serves as an invite, but it also serves as a virtual yeah. shout-out. <laughs> so, Jamie, who, who's, on your, who's on your list? Who's on your list that I would like to see at a future Sunny Side Up podcast? Yep. You know who's – I have the privilege of hearing from him on a regular basis, but he's a good longtime friend and mentor. Um, Rob, I don't know if you've had Rob on here in the past, Rob Tomchik. Nope. You think he really gets it and people would benefit greatly from how he thinks about yep. how, thinks about the business. Um, he is the superstar. Uh, another one who's super data-centric is a good friend of mine um, who's head of worldwide – I think it's now um, worldwide mid-market commercial inside sales. Pretty big job. It's just expanded is um, Troy Anderson. Um, they were at Looker. They got acquired by Google. And uh, he just really understands both data and people as well. So I think those are two great, great individuals to um, bring to a future, a future uh, sunny side up near well, cool. you. Well, this is how we built the podcast. We just ask people to recommend other people and the gift keeps mm -hmm. on going on and on and on. Great. Okay. I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to want to know, learn about Todd Exchange, learn about how you are delivering these amazing experiences after this podcast. What would be the best way for them to connect with you? Well, I'm, I try to be super active on social. So if they want to check me out on social, uh, social with LinkedIn, just Jamie Smithers. So J-A-Y-M-E Smithers, S-M-I-T-H-E-R-S. I'm pretty active there. So you can see all the latest, greatest stories, what we're doing. Uh, we have tons of um, events, our Modern Revenue Series, which has been a big plug. Check that out. You get to see some of the great leaders. Every month we're running that series. It's about the third week of every month. So we got another uh, great hard-hitting one coming up here in May, another one in June. Um, so those are, those are great. And we're really just aiming to bring meaningful, again, content, community, and an experience that is unlike anything that people have experienced in this moment. So, yep, And then you can just go to our website, too. I think our website had historically been pretty, like, I don't know, people like, go to a website. I don't even know if they do or not. And uh you know, because we're in the relationship business, it's usually like, hey, I know that I use this co company and then all of a sudden we're in. But there's some we have a shout out to our marketing team who is world class now. Lauren Kelly, who's our leading our, our CMO that recently joined us. Um, she's changing the game on everything that we're doing there. So check out our website and see what we're doing there. But those would be the, probably the best spots. Asher. Fantastic. Well, Jamie, once again, this was a blast. Thank you so much for joining us today and best of luck in your journey. Thank you so much.
Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers.